Yes, good morning and praise the Lord. Um, Privilege to stand before you once again. I was here last year um, in the same month of August, and I thank God for bringing me back, especially for New Wine. It has been so great. Um, we've had a, a wonderful week down there, and I thank God for the blessings and the way He's ministering to my life every time I come for New Wine. I've always said um, <clears throat> it is a moment for me to re- refresh. Uh, time to receive, time also to retreat because uh, when I go back to Kenya, everyone would want to say, Bishop, what do you have to tell us? And you will begin running again till the end of the year. And I want to thank Trinity for the opportunity they have always allowed that we come this way uh, to be in the new wine and also to be part of this family. Thank you, Andrew and uh, Nikki. Uh, for leading a team early in the year to Kericho, and uh, for sure uh, I will know that this partnership will continue uh, because we are all uh, out to do uh, that which God has called us to do to be. Um, greetings from uh, the Archbishop Jackson. Uh, I met him just a week before I started my journey, um, so he's really excited but quite busy at the moment. He couldn't make it to the new wine. Uh, but he says, pass lots of love to Trinity family. Also from my wife, Monica, we've been uh, talking, and so she's doing well together with our four children, that God has blessed us uh, in a big way. Um, um, Bishop Ernest, um, it's good to mention again, I was um, elected and uh, consecrated the Bishop of Caricho some 18 months ago, that was in December 2016. And I want to thank God so much for the far that he has carried us uh, since I took over the leadership of the diocese. I didn't expect that would have happened, uh, but I know God's plans are always perfect, and indeed he has allowed me to serve his church uh, in that capacity as a bishop. And for this year has been a great year for me uh, as we settle down and carry on with the, with the work I must confess that uh, surely we've seen so many good things come our way, uh, especially uh, this year. Last year we were still trying to um, adjust to the the new roles and and the the transition which was there, but this year I want to say we are now settled and Kericho is growing once again. We see people come to Jesus, we see churches coming up and we're planting new others. We've also seen our, our members uh, also mature in the faith, and that's why we always glorify God and give him praise uh, forever. Um, I know we don't have time to share all about what we do in Kericho, but uh, I want to assure you that um, through the partnership that we have always had together, uh, a lot of good things are happening uh, out there in our diocese. I want to uh, bring a sharing today uh, from Psalm 84, verse 1 to 5, that's what, where we'll get our, our text. Um, as I was preparing to come, I got some communication to say, this time you're running a series uh, from the Psalms, and um, uh, this is one of my favorite Psalms, uh, which I really love because it talks about worship, and uh, I really love this. At this year in our diocese, we... I've been looking at um, a theme from the Gospel of John 4, verse 24, 
which says God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. That has been our guiding verse this year and therefore uh, Psalm 84 still is a psalm which um, talks about worship. And I want to read verse 1 to 5. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home and the swallow nests of herself, where she may have her young a place near your altar. Lord Almighty, my King and my God, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are, for, they are ever praising you. Blessed are those whose strength, whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. Um, as I read this psalm, I get a sense of um, worship. And uh, it's drawing us back to what I've just said as our theme in the Diocese of Creature, that this Psalm 84 is calling us and inviting us that we may, for those of us who may want to worship God, we worship uh, in spirit and in truth. It is a psalm of spending time with God in his presence. And uh, whenever I come to church and uh, uh, like today, this morning, I know we all come to worship God. We all come to praise him. We come to uh, be together as Christians. And uh, as we do this, I don't know what your experience would be. Uh, is, would it be a moment where you experience some sense of excitement, some sense of joy to be in the presence of God, or I don't uh, know. But one thing I want to assure you is that um, despite of what you may respond and say, yes, I come to church because um, uh, so-and-so or my friend has invited me to be here, my family members are coming, so I accompany them to be in the church, but uh, that should never be the reason as to why we go to, to worship. Uh, personally, as I was growing, um, uh, we were brought up in a Christian family. My mother was a very strong uh, Christian, and so every time she would prepare us in the morning and say, let's go to church. And uh, so as young children, we followed her. My father would not go to church, but he was just a good man. He said, everyone prepare very early, go to church. And so we kept going to church, and uh, we, we enjoyed uh, being, being there. But until uh, when I was uh, a teenager, that's when I began to discover that going to church is not just about what the parents demand and ask us to do, but I'm going to the church because being in the church, it is an opportunity for me to have a fellowship with other Christians. And I go to church, it is a place where I come to hear God speak, and it is a place where I come that I may be in the presence of God just to exalt him and also to worship and to praise him and also to be edified through his word. So it's a special uh, moment and it is a place um, where everyone would desire and should dis always desire to come and seek to see this happen in our own uh, lives. Psalm 84, um, as we read uh, uh, this, uh, uh, this morning, um, actually is a psalm of, of pilgrimage, where, as we know, the lives of the Israelites, they kept going to Jerusalem for worship at least once in a year, 
then they would go there to, uh, to praise and, 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 to, and, and, to, and to worship God. And so in their journey to uh, every time, there's no doubt that um, as they went singing, every time they were looking forward and they were having that desire that they be in that presence uh, of God. And so many Psalms that we, we see here, and it's particularly uh, beginning from Psalm 120 to 134, those are great Psalms where this uh, uh, family and our nation of worshippers would always go as they move in their, in their, in their pilgrimage, worshipping and singing psalms of praise. And of course, a Psalm 84 is one of them and others which are spread across. And as they sang the, the hymn of praise, I tend to believe and imagine that um, as they walked along the way, they had nothing which would hinder them, but they would only enjoy and rejoice that yes, they are going to Jerusalem, much as it was a distance, a far distance to be there, but they were looking forward and saying, we want to be there because we are longing to be in fellowship with God. We are in a spiritual journey as Christians, and in our pilgrimage, we too should always be praising and singing hymns uh, as we glorify God, knowing that in his calling and in his power, he has invited us into his kingdom, and therefore we can't sit and wait, but we need to remind ourselves every time and say, yes, God, you've called me into your eternity, but I can't just wait for that eternity, but I want to worship you even now and then, so that as I worship the Lord in spirit and in truth, one time for sure, I get into that inheritance. So as we sing the Psalms, as we come to worship, uh, I, for me, it is a moment of renewing my strength. It is a moment of celebrating. It is a moment which uh, I, we come uh, and say, yes, there's no other God besides you. But it comes with a sacrifice. And I was pleased whenever I come to New Wine and see how people take sacrifice and they stay out there for a whole week only to do one thing, to seek the face of the Lord and to be in his presence. That is a great sacrifice that we do. It is in our pilgrimage that we must make sacrifices and even go an extra mile because we know whom we are seeking and whom we are serving and we know that we are doing all this, not because of ourselves, but we want to please and to praise our living God. Psalm 84 is a great psalm because, as I said, it is a psalm of longing. It is a psalm where we are looking and seeking that to be in the presence of, of, of God. And you see, as we worship and, 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 and serve God, this psalm is reminding us, especially in verse 2, and it says, My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. And um, this word, uh, soul, it's an Hebrew term which, uh, which, 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 which means uh, innermost being. As we come to worship God, um, it's never enough that we just sing from our voices, but it should always come deep down from my heart so that this worship can be true and that worship can be acceptable uh, before God. And so as you come to worship, I've always reminded my people, uh, my Christians uh, in, the, in the diocese that yes, worship service doesn't begin in the worship room, doesn't begin in here in the church, 
but it begins way back from home. Even at that moment, as you prepare yourself, as you prepare your mind, as you say, I want to go to church, my heart should always be yearning and desiring that I want to be in the presence of God. So that as we come together as Christians and as a family, yes, we are coming to rejoice together, but we are are coming knowing that we've come to worship uh, our living God. The psalmist heart and flesh cry out deep uh, inside to be able to spend time with God. That's the only moment when you can now be and feel that you are in the presence of God. If that worship begins from deep inside uh, my heart. Genuine worship longs to spend time with God. And uh, you see, as we come to spend that memorable time with God, uh, we come and say, yes, God, we declare the truth of your word and say you are living, you are supreme. There's no other God like you. In his character, we describe God to be all in all. In his workings, he does wonderful miracles and he's a divine being. And so when we speak all these good things about the Lord, then we praise him in a genuine way, and that would be a genuine response to his love and his goodness towards us and his, uh, and his calling. Yes, as Christians, we come to worship, but as we worship God, we begin by saying those great things and that those things which will make and bind us in a, a greater intimacy together uh, with him. So the church is a great place that God has made for us. Just as the Israelites went to Jerusalem, to the temple, we also as Christians today, we privilege and we thank God that he has given us such a wonderful opportunity, such a great place to come and worship and to mention those great things that he does in our lives. And so it creates that intimacy that Lord is our father and we are sons and daughters in his uh, kingdom. This is um, uh, what we should always feel whenever, whenever we come to church. Every Sunday morning service or evening worship should always be as a moment where you come and say, after the service, I have been in that presence of, of the Lord. And talk of those great things, uh, uh, those great things that God has done to your life and the great things and the great moments that never you are in the presence of the Lord, you always have an opportunity to sing Praises. I enjoy your worship every time I come. The way we sing deep into um, uh, outside, uh, we, we sing our hearts out and say, "Yes, Lord, there's none like you. In your presence, Lord, we feel safe and secure." So God is great, and He blesses His servants, and He is, he is yeah, here with us. Secondly, is that um, whenever we are in the presence of the Lord, we get that great assurance that God is the one who protects us, and whenever we are hidden under his arms, then we are all safe and secure. Psalmist here is telling us about the sparrow, who says he's found a home in the altar. He's found a home in that, uh, uh, in the, in that temple. Um, I know in the setting of this psalm, in many customs and uh, traditions, 
Birds would just come and put up their nests uh, uh, underneath uh, the roof of, 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 the, of, the, of the house. And therefore, um, and Harry one time was, was telling me when he came to my place, uh, that there was a bird which, which, which had some, some nest <laughs> in, in my house. And so he was telling me, if you are in the UK, then you don't need to, <laughs> to, to interfere with this, with this bird. So, um, so it, in a way, um, we shelter and give them a protection, knowing that they are also creations of God. And therefore, in the context of this, is that God has invited us into his holy temple. And when you are in the church and we are in his house, then we are safe and secure, and we know that we are protected under the arms of our great God. God protects us from all destruction. You see, um, in our spiritual journey, we, we never say we've reached until Jesus comes, until Jesus returns. And the devil is always there trying to bring you down, trying to ensure that you will know you don't complete this journey. And destruction always comes in various ways. In Kenya, um, we normally uh, we experience some great challenges, especially last year. Um, when never we come to an electioneering year, many people would forget about the faith and would only think and talk about their leader. And the moment you forget about who you are in Christ, then you will begin to brand other people, other communities, as though they are just great enemies. And you know, in our culture, sometimes we, we, we are very bad, and sometimes we brand people to be enemies. We don't even have, have any other name to call them. You just say, that's an enemy, which is not right. But uh, as a Christian, you will always remember that yes, we are brothers and sisters in Christ, and therefore, irrespective of where and who you support, you still remain my brother and my sister. So unless we are wary and careful, the devil will always destroy that bond, that love, that oneness and unity which we have in Christ Jesus. I know the context to read is different here, and I things would work out differently for you, but I know that the devil is never at rest, and he always tries as much to bring about destruction in our own spiritual journey. So let's be careful and say, God, you are our protector, and we want you to protect us against all violence. Protect us, God, against all sicknesses. Protect us, God, against death, because the devil and the enemy is always there, yearning and seeking those whom he can devour. He can come through various ways. He brings trouble and problems in our financial life. He causes challenges in our marital life. And today we're happy that we can see a good example of Andrew and his wife, that they are able to stick together. And those are the kind of virtues that God is looking and seeking in the lives of his people. That God is the one who initiated all this. And therefore, as a Christian, must always strive and endeavor that the devil should never come in between, but God will bind us in his love forever. Our children, I know they are a blessing to us from God. But many a times, the devil will never spare them as well. 
and they can always be taken astray from the ways of God, from the ways that we have always told them that this is the right thing to do. But it's not about to give up, but it's time to say, God, in your presence, I pray for your protection upon my family. God, in your presence, I pray for your protection against all ills and all the schemes that the devil might have schemed against my life. Uh, back in Kenya, I know many people are struggling with getting jobs. I don't know the case here, but I know even that sometimes it causes trouble in our lives and we fail to get peace because unless you have something to do, then you may not be in a position to provide for your own family and your people. So it is our prayer that every moment God would be watching over us and God will protect our lives and be with us even as we come in his presence to worship. When we are in the presence of God under his protection, we don't have to worry about the troubles of life because when he is in control, then we are safe and we have no trouble at all. So like this bird, under the protection of God, we are also saved. And because God has, his love, has shown his love to, to all of us, then we should always just come and pour our hearts in his, in his, in his presence and speak out that which God uh, should do for you. And I'm sure he's so faithful and he will always meet you uh, uh, in, 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 with all your needs. So um, let's not trouble ourselves with um, many other things, but we let's on, uh, put our lives to God and say, God, without you, we are unable. As I end, I want to say that it is a moment that God is inviting us to worship him. But you see, all these good things can come to us our worship to God can only be received unless first we begin by worshiping him in spirit and in truth. And I've always mentioned this in my diocese and said, if we are to worship God in spirit, then it begins with that confession and saying, I offer my life to Christ to be Lord in me. And the moment you commit yourself to Christ Jesus as Lord, then that is the only way you can begin now to worship God in spirit. Yes, with our actions and deeds, then that's why we can also say, yes, I've worshipped him in spirit, but also even in my own ways, in my personal life, I also worship the Lord because I do those things that pleases the living and the supreme God. So may God help us and bless our lives as we seek always to worship him. As we come to church to worship him, we can always dwell in his place and seek his face and say, Lord, my soul, even it faints in your courts because you are the God Almighty who has invited me into that knowledge of your word. So may God bless you and may you may enable all of us to keep on in the journey of faith and serving God with all faithfulness as we sing songs and hymns of praise to him forever and ever. God bless you. May I ask if we can all stand as we get into that moment of prayer as we praise the Lord and thank him for whom he is and for inviting us into his kingdom. And I would invite Andrew to join me in the ministry 
um, doing ministry as we get into that moment of prayer. Thank you, Lord, for using Bishop Ernest to speak to us this morning. We hear a call to have that yearning, release that yearning, that longing for you and your presence. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Release in us what the psalmist has expressed. And we hear this message of faith and hope in your provision Mm -hmm. that we have a home and protection in you and with you. And again, come Holy Spirit for any of us who are anxious. Come Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Psalm, Psalm 84 goes on to speak of a dry place, uh, the, the, the driest place you could imagine becoming well watered. If there is dryness in us, Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you water the soul? Just invite you to, to come forward for, for some prayer. We're, we're amongst friends here as we've been stressing, mm-hmm. amongst those who love. So if you have any sense of wanting a, a deeper longing for God, if you have any areas of wanting a, a greater sense of his provision, or even that word about dryness and I hold my hand up to that one as much as anybody else. You want the watering of God, the Holy Spirit to water deeply any areas of dryness. Why wouldn't you come forward? Just come and we'll pray. Bless you. Just come and stand at the front and we'll offer prayer for you. Maybe you're here for yourself. Maybe it'll be for someone else. Members of your family, is there dryness in relationships? Nikki and I would love to pray for any marriages, not because maybe you're dry, and I'm not saying you're coming because you have a problem, but because you want more. Nikki and I want more for our next 30 years. Do you want more? Do you want more? Just come forward. Bless you. Well done. Well done. And with members of the church family, just come and pray with those who come. Just Put a hand and say, God, more of you. More of you. Thank you. Would members of our church only just come and pray, please, with those who've been brave enough to step forward? More of you, God. If you've got 
children, now is the time to begin to think about collecting them from over the road in Trinity House. But we're going to carry on in prayer and worship a bit longer here. Come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit, increase longing. We've got some more folk who are looking, more friends looking for people to pray with them. There's a a woman to my right and another woman to my left, your far right over this side of the church, to my left, please. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God. 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 If you need to to go, then pray for God's blessing, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, to rest on you the peace of God to fill you as you go from this place. In Jesus' name, amen.